0: it's so good to be with you this evening it's truly joy and happiness when we're together this is one of the bright sides of life today well the readings of the past several weeks have been laying the scriptural foundations for the prominence of saint peter and today we really hear it and his successors who would follow him as the pope or as the church describes it the vicar of christ on earth Here's a good point did you know that the word pope is derived from the greek word papas you know we talk about papa the latin word is papa so sort of that's where the word father comes isn't it papa papas and that's why we refer to him as the holy father here's a couple more interesting facts about the holy father beginning with peter there has been an unbroken succession of of 266 popes and in the first 200 years of Christianity every pope but one was martyred for their faith so you might call that hazardous duty right? well here's a few interesting facts about our current pope, Pope Francis did you know he had a master's degree in chemistry and he is an avid soccer fan Uh, he's not called Pope Francis the first because numerals are not affixed to a pope until number two comes. Unless you are Pope John Paul I, who said, I want the one deliberately liberally add it to my name. He is also the first non-European pope. This was really substantial for 1,200 years. That's how long it had been. He owned a Harley Davidson motorcycle at one time. He has only one lung and has worked as a chemist, a janitor, and as a bouncer. I can't imagine Pope Francis being a bouncer, can you? But uh, most importantly, he is a Pope with an immense love, a passion, and an enthusiasm for Jesus, people, and the church. So let's look a little bit at the Pope. First of all, why do we need a Pope? That's a good question uh... the simple answer the simplistic answer is because jesus set it up that way as we so see so clearly in the scripture reading today but if you would like a more detailed explanation let me offer you this jesus the head of the church has ascended into heaven and he is now seated at the right hand of the father where he intercedes for us in prayer one day for sure this is guaranteed One day he will return. But until that time, he has established the Pope, the visible presence of Jesus on earth. And it is this presence that forms the foundation of the unity for both the bishops of the church and the entire company of the faithful. It's sort of like this. Jesus spoke of this in a parable one time. He said this. It's sort of like the owner of a company who takes takes off for an extended period of time well when they go they don't just leave uh, until they have a competent person who is placed in charge of the business because otherwise it would be utter chaos so the pope is that person and that position so what i want us to do is to take a few minutes to review the witness of the scriptures because that's where we have to go the witness of the scriptures because he is the first pope and his example establishes the basis of leadership for all future popes. Here's an interesting fact about Peter. Did you know that Peter's name is mentioned 195 times in the New Testament, which is substantially more than all the other apostles put together, which is 131 times? Uh, and also, this in the Gospels, when the apostles are listed, Peter is always mentioned first. He's the first to be mentioned. And to whom else did Jesus say these words You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Jesus says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I don't know if you have a statue, I've got one in my office of Peter but typically whenever you see a statue of peter what do you see what's he carrying keys he's always got keys right and that's to that represents jesus giving to him the keys to the kingdom of heaven and so he says to him whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven Uh, that's pretty substantial isn't it i think that's extremely substantial and jesus even changed his name from simon the hebrew to peter petros meaning rock and so these and many other passages in the gospel reveal to us jesus preparing peter for this unique wonderful ministry of leadership and service as the pope and we must not forget the witness of the acts of the apostle In Acts, what do we see? We see Peter as the leader of the church, in the church in Jerusalem, which at that time, in the beginning, that was where the center was, but then it moved to Rome. And we see him engaged in leadership as a spiritual father who cares for the family of faith. I love this passage. This is one that you just sort of gloss over sometimes. You don't listen, you don't hear it, because there's so much else that's going on. But I love what Jesus said to Peter in Luke 22. He says to him, he looks at him and he says, Peter, after you have turned back, meaning after you have repented for denying me three times, and that's exactly what Peter did, what does he say to him? He says, I want you to strengthen the other disciples. That's your ministry. Beautiful words, aren't they? And what an impressive list of firsts that we have. Peter preached the first sermon at Pentecost and he received the first converts. Peter performed the first miracle after Pentecost. Peter was the first to raise someone from the dead after Pentecost. Peter was the first to receive the revelation to admit Gentiles into the church and commanded that the first Gentiles that were baptized to be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit and after Paul receives his revelation from the Holy Spirit on the road to Damascus who does he go to? He goes to Peter. He goes to Peter and he confers with Peter about what has happened to him. Peter handles the first case of ecclesial discipline recorded in the church and when the first recorded council that took place in Jerusalem the council of jerusalem in church history was convened. guess who stood up at the end of the debate and declared a solemn proclamation of christian doctrine who do you think it was well it was peter it was peter peter is clearly he's clearly laid out as the leader as the vicar of christ on earth so just the, this is just a smattering I, I could go on and on about the pope and the the developing of the pope and the reason for that but the sheer breadth and the depth of evidence regarding Peter as the first pope it is absolutely staggering and so with that in mind there's one other important point that we need to look at concerning the pope and it is his successors. Successors uh, for the good of the church The witness of Peter, or the Pope, doesn't end with him in death. But it continues on until Jesus returns. Isn't that what Jesus said himself? So in this matter, Jesus's or or his reference to the keys to the kingdom of heaven are very important because keys are a representation of authority. Uh, It's sort of like the picture when you see somebody being handed the keys to the city it's a it's a symbol it's a gesture of one's authority over that place and that's exactly what peter does as as the successors to him come along the keys to the kingdom of heaven are handed over to him you know what that's called apostolic succession you know we don't think a lot about that word but it's one of the key doctrines of the church It really is. It's a a very distinguishing mark, as a matter of fact, in the Christian church today, is that there is an unbroken line of succession, of of passing on, and and we see that happening in Acts uh, so beautifully, that the passing on of the authority of the vicar of Christ on earth to another when it is time for the one to go home. And we acknowledge this every week when we have Mass. We're going to, we're going to do it today, as a matter of fact. Uh, it, it's in the Creed. You know where it is? It says, I believe in one holy, Catholic, and yes. apostolic church. There it is. See, it's, it's, it's a key. It's a key to our faith. Now, one closing comment on the Pope that I feel is very necessary because of the times that we're living in. As I reviewed these scriptures, as I thought about them, and all that Jesus has entrusted to the Holy Father, it's important that we be respectful of him and his position. Uh, criticism today has become more like a caustic free for all, and this is particularly seen in the political arena, which in the way that we, that we discuss, the way that we look at things, the way that we criticize. What it has done, it has divided us, and it has created an environment of distrust and disdain, uh, you know, as opposed to a sense of community. United we stand, divided we fall, right? And that's sort of the motto of Kentucky. Isn't that what it says? That's right. It's that we are a community, and we have to be careful. See, there's ways. We don't have to be caustic like the way we are today, uh, Jesus never endorsed that kind of judgmentalism. He never did. Uh, But he does present us with ways in which we can express our concerns. We need to do that. That's really important. But we need to do it in a way that does not denigrate the position or the person. This is a very important person. Remember this. If you look in the Scripture, the language of the Holy Spirit is respect it is respect and Jesus because it is that he gives us specific ways in the gospel that we can share our concerns in a respectful way that does does not denigrate or tear down the church and that's very important today we have really gotten off base with that so I'd like to leave you with a couple thoughts for reflection this evening First of all, affirm the importance of the Holy Father in your faith and the graces, remember all the graces, that God imparts to him through the church. And then pray for the Holy Father every day. We need, he needs our prayers as he cares for all peoples of the world. That's very important. I know some of us don't agree with what he's done. Some people say there's a divide. Maybe there is. But we still, as Paul reminds us in his letters, we must pray and we must show respect and mercy. Think of all the good things that the Holy Father has done. Just sort of run a few of those through your mind and it helps you. So God bless all of you and God bless the Holy Father.